Good morning. It is Monday, June 15th, 2020. Welcome to the One America podcast. Every Monday, we do what I like to call Monday motivation. You know, I know most people don't like Monday. They like Friday. Friday's the start of the weekend. You know, you're going to get some rest. You're going to have some fun, particularly in the summertime. But I'd like to encourage you to embrace Mondays. Mondays are the start of something new. They're the start of a new week. They're a new beginning. I like to say Mondays are magical. And I think particularly in this time when we have been dealing with COVID-19, when we have been shut in, when we have been shut down, when over the last several weeks we've been watching in collective horror at uh, the video of Mr. Floyd's death and now subsequent shootings of unarmed African-Americans at the hands of police in Atlanta and in other places. I think it's hard for us. I think we're struggling. I think we're wrestling. And I want to encourage you on this Monday motivation to practice a little self-care now that we're in summer. You know, everything about this podcast is about everything America, whether it's our politics, our history, how we have conversations around race, how we have conversations around our faith, and how we go forward as a more perfect union. And one of the things I love about the guests that we've had, uh, the very diverse, I'm looking forward to bringing more people back now that we're uh, coming into phase two here in Northern Virginia. I can actually go and sit with people and uh, do recordings. Uh, Thank you for your patience with the app. The app is sometimes hit or miss, as you know. I was recording a podcast uh, uh, this weekend, um, a wonderful podcast, and we'll certainly promote that uh, as soon as I get the promos from them. But uh, we were having issues with the app, the same stuff. So again, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your feedback. Um, It matters. I want to know what you want me to talk about. I want to know who you want to hear from. One America means just that. It's not that we're all the same. It's not that we all think the same. It's not that we all certainly look the same, but it's about how we become one country through our great diversity. And I believe our diversity is our strength. And I believe that our founding fathers believe that. Again, understanding that the issue of slavery was one that divided even them. Um, You should all do yourself a favor. And if you can this summer, get down to Thomas Jefferson's Monticello It is my hope that I will have on uh, a couple of the experts uh, from Jefferson's Monticello within the next week, two or three. We're working on that now. Um, I've done a lot of work uh, down there, uh, spent time with the staff and the team as I was covering the unveiling of the Sally Hemings Memorial uh, two years ago now. And uh, very fascinating uh, what they have there in terms of archives and in terms of the enslaved community and uh, Jefferson's notes on Virginia. There's a lot that you should explore with the kids if you have them. Take the family down for a trip. I know that they're reopening soon. And um, I bring that up because I think it's a great way to not only practice getting away out into the beautiful Piedmont Valley of Virginia, but um, you'll learn a lot. And you'll learn a lot about the beginnings of this country. And how the Founding Fathers didn't agree on a lot. But what they did agree on, and I've said this many times, was unity of purpose. My hope is is that in this moment, we're going to find that unity of purpose and we're going to make our way through what is not a pleasant time, but it's a necessary time. And, you know, you have to get through the difficult things before you can get to the good things. Uh, Anything worth having is worth fighting for. And so 
I want to just talk about self-care today. Uh, Guys, don't run away from the podcast. Uh, I know that you are not conditioned to take care of yourself, and that's a problem. Uh, That's why men's life expectancy is almost a decade less than women's in some instances, depending on the demographic, the region where you are. You need self-care just like we do. And I want to encourage you now that it's summertime. I know that travel has been restricted. I know I have friends. I know I had planned to take my youngest niece uh, as a high school graduation gift to Paris, France. That we can't do. Um, Her trip to Italy is off. I know that many of you had uh, plans to go places and to do things, and now those have been changed. So I encourage you to create some summer respite and self-care right in your backyard on your patio if you have one. If you live in an apartment in New York or Chicago or wherever you are, or you're not in a place with greenery, find some. There are free parks. There are free beaches. There are amazing places throughout this country. And if you can't do that, hop in your car, pack the kids up, pack the dog up, plenty of food and stuff in your cooler, and just go drive. If you live in the D.C. metro region, we are one of the most beautiful places in the country. There are, uh, you can go to West Virginia to Harper's Ferry. You can go uh, white water rafting. You can go uh, to bed and breakfasts. There's wine country here out in Loudoun County, Virginia. I think we have over 120 wineries. There is so much that you can do. Do not let this COVID virus, which by the way, has not passed 117,000 people dead as of this morning, 117,000 people, which is more than the number of people we lost in World War One. Think about that for a moment. So please wear your mask. Um, make sure that you have gloves if you're picking things up at the store, Walmart, Trader Joe's, the grocery store, because the items themselves could have germs on them. This is not a foodborne illness, so you don't have to worry about your food being infected. But the point is, take the precautions. Remember, you wear the mask for grandma. You wear the mask for auntie. You wear the mask for your neighbor. You wear the mask to protect your fellow citizens and neighbors when you're in the store. Not about you. It's not about me. Wear your mask. If we want to be out and about and we don't want things to shut down again, then we're going to have to do our part. But this self-care notion is important. I'm going to give you a couple tips on how I think you can take care of yourself in this moment. And then the message is yours. Number one, number one, look, um, this has been a stressful time. From January till February, life was looking pretty good. I was excited about all the things on my plate. Uh great amount of business opportunity, money flowing, everything was good. And then by March the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, it had shut down and it then it got worse. Now, when this happens, we're human beings. Whenever there is a sudden loss, a sudden shift, a sudden change in our circumstances, let's be honest, we're all control freaks, all of us. We like things in order. We like things our way. We like routines. And when this hit us, there was no preparation. The government didn't tell us, hey, in three months time, you better have all the toilet paper you need. You better have everything you need because we're going to close down, not just America, but the world's going to shut down. We didn't get that kind of notice. There was no preparation. It was one day we were in our jobs. We were in our offices. We were in our cars. We were, And then the next day we were locked in our homes. And with family members or with extended family or wherever you sheltered, some of you by yourself. 
many, many got sick. I was one of them. I got the virus apparently in February. I know people that got it as early as November, December, but we didn't know we had it at the time. And when you test positive for the antibodies as I did, it's a real frightening thought. Um, I'm grateful though, um, because I know people who weren't as lucky as me. We lost an aunt. I know that many of you listening to me out there lost loved ones and lost relatives or friends and neighbors. So you know what I'm talking about. But this notion of self-care is everything. And the older I get, the more I appreciate that it is the only thing. And that it's something that I don't just do once a month or once a quarter, it's something I actually have to do every day. So I wanna encourage you first and foremost to have a routine, to have a self-care regimen. Ladies, gentlemen, listen up. It's gonna add years to your life. It's gonna add uh, health to your life. It's gonna add peace to your marriage, to your home. Uh, you gotta take care of you. I have a regimen, I get up, I'm an early bird. I'm probably a five, 5.30 depending. I took some allergy medi medicine last night, so I'm a little bit groggy today. I struggled because uh, I'm about an hour behind where I normally would be on my schedule right now. But you should have a regimen and you should have a structure to your day because it matters. Uh, one of the best books I've ever read by Dr. Cindy Trim is uh, Command Your Morning. And I would encourage you to get that because the whole day hinges on how we wake up, what our mindset is, what our attitude is. And I want to encourage you to wake up and the first thing you do after using the restroom should be some type of meditation, some type of thought, some type of prayer, some type of just go grab your coffee, your tea, whatever you drink, your smoothie, take a walk, a good brisk walk uh, with your water. Hydrate before you drink the caffeine, folks. Hydrate before you drink the caffeine. Hydrate before you drink the caffeine. Dr. Oz likes to say that you should put a lemon in your water. I do that. It helps to wake up the liver. It helps to detox and cleanse and get your body started. The second thing that I want to encourage you to do in this self-care summer, as I like to call it, is make sure that every week you're building in a fun activity with your family, uh, with neighbors, if you're friend like that, like that with your neighbors, like we are. Uh, we have Saturday night cocktails and we've been doing that since we've been shut in. First, we had to do it with our mask and we had to make sure we were six feet apart. But now that we've been able to relax the standards a little bit, uh, but we've hung out with our same group. We don't allow anybody else in because we know where we've all been and we know that we're not infected. But I would encourage you to build out a night where you have fellowship, laughter, fun, cocktails. If you don't drink, that's okay too. You can have virgin cocktails. But build in something that allows you to connect with other people in a way that's not stressful, in a way that brings you some joy, in a way that you can sit and just enjoy each other's company, have some good conversation, uh, eat some good food, experiment with food. We've created some great drinks, some great food. Just follow my social media. I post about it. And it's made such a difference in terms of mental health and wellness. Third thing that I want to encourage you to do is to uh, read. Feed your mind and read. We all have downtime now. Even if we're back at work, most of us aren't back at work in the same way. We're still working from home. Find the time, carve out the time for you to read a book. What are you curious about? What do you need to change in your life? What are you struggling with? What do you wanna know more about? All of that matters and you need to read, feed your mind, 
keeping your brain active, doing crossword puzzles, reading, um, whatever it is, workbooks, journals, very good for your brain. And when your mind feels good, when your brain is being fed, when your soul is being fed, guess what? You are a happier, healthier person. The next thing that I want you to do is you got to get some physical exercise. Look, I know that a lot of you hate to exercise. Hold on, I'm going to take a sip of coffee. I know if you like to, uh, I know a lot of you don't like to exercise, but listen to me. Listen to me carefully. You cannot stay shut in and eat all day and watch Netflix. That's going to kill you. It's going to put you in an early grave. You need to believe that. Your teenage daughter can do that. Your teenage son can do that. Your 10 year old can do that because they have a high metabolism. They're healthy, they're fit, they have no body fat. Different ball game. That's not where you are and that's not where I am. You need to move your body every day. So of course, buy a Fitbit. If not, buy one of the knockoffs on Amazon that cost you about 10 to 20 bucks. It'll track your steps, it'll track your heart rate. Every day you need to put in a minimal of 10,000 steps. If you are over 40 years old, you need to be doing those 10,000 steps. If you're under 40 years old, you should really be looking at 15,000 steps a day. And if you're older, like my mom is in her 70s, you need to be doing at least 5,000 steps a day. And I try to get her up to 10 if I can, if it doesn't cause her too much grief, because that moving helps with your digestion. That moving helps you to keep unwanted weight off. That moving helps you to make these wonderful things called endorphins. And they let off happy feelings. They let off happy emotions. They allow you to uh, get charged up and revved up so you don't get in the doldrums, so you don't get in depression. You gotta move, folks. You should be walking. This is a great time of year. If you're getting back to the gym, again, be careful. Social distance, wear your mask. Do what you need to do, but I recommend you get outside. The fresh air helps to hear the sound of the birds, to see like where I live in Virginia, the deer are running wild. We have fox, they're bears, luckily not near the house. Um, there are all kinds of things out here in the woods. But the thing is, it's beautiful in the morning that I am literally awakened to a chorus of birds chirping in a way that's like they're literally just singing. You can hear the owl hooting, it's kind of cool, but it really centers you and it helps you to remember that you are God's creation, you're a part of his creation, and that um, you are in the middle of his creation. And so it, it's good for you, it helps you, it centers you. So those are the five things that I would strongly encourage you to do for self-care. But let me close out with this. Uh, the country collectively has been in stress. The country collectively has been in grief and in mourning. Uh, over the deaths of uh, hundreds of thousands and tens of thousands of our fellow Americans, more to die. Again, the virus is not over. And expect that second wave starting in flu season in early to mid-October. So folks, this isn't over. So please uh, be mindful. Take care of you. Take care of your loved ones. Take care of the elderly in your family. Take care of your kids. This is self-care. And if you don't take care of you, you're going to cut your life short. And who of us wants to do that? You don't want to be in your 70s and 80s. God willing, you live to be such a ripe old age. But you don't want to be in your 70s and 80s on dialysis. 
or with amputations because you got diabetes because you didn't take care, care of your body or your 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 eyesight is going because you got sugar diabetes and it and it, it affects your eyesight it affects your limbs you have to worry about so many things with diabetes and so many americans are getting onset type 2 diabetes because of the obesity and all the other things that we don't do if you have hypertension yeah you can take blood pressure medicine because it'll sustain you but walking eating right swimming doing some basic things changing your diet what are you eating while you're shut in i am intentional in our house we might have salsa one night chopped up from fresh pineapple mangoes veggies and then have a salad with some protein on it and then you know every once in a while i allow a pizza or a little bit of pasta to you know give you that carby energy that we all love um but trying to eat fish and vegetables and healthy things along with the working out i'm a peloton girl my peloton has shaved pounds off it's tightened me up and i have more to do and you feel better when you exercise you feel better when you meditate or pray or read you feel better when you're moving and when you're walking you have more energy you're less cranky you're more likable you're more healthy you're more hopeful you're more of everything so this motivation monday is simply to encourage you to take care of you it's like the stewardess says when you get on the plane right put your oxygen mask on first before you help your children the person next to you or a companion traveling with you if you don't take care of you if you don't water your well you're not going to make it and i'm saying this because we're seeing too much death we're seeing too much unhealthiness we're seeing too much unhappiness mind body soul we are one person mind body soul are the parts that make us up if your mind's not right your body's not going to be right if your body's not right your mind's not going to be right and if your soul's not right none of it's going to be right and by soul i mean and by soul i mean what's in you what are you thinking about what are you hoping for what are you dreaming about what's what's on your bucket list what brings you joy what brings you happiness what brings you peace that's where we ought to be right now folks that's where we ought to be so take care of you self-care first a happy wife what they say happy life happy mama happy family women we're the heartbeat of the household we are we're the heartbeat everybody moves on our energy and what we do but dads you are likewise the center of the house so i want to speak to the men just for a moment for a next moment and a half a minute and a half just about you i know that you're under a lot of stress right now financially i know you want to be a provider i know that uh this has been tough i know that uh, many of you travel you work away from home you're uh not home as much as mom is or the kids are or you're a single guy um and you were used to going out and having a lot of friends and all of a sudden covid happened and i want to just say to the men that you guys have to get to a place where you take care of each other like we women do it's okay to talk it's okay to cry it's okay to share your feelings um it's okay to talk to somebody um it's okay you have the same feelings that we do you're the same human being that we are and uh we want you to take care of yourselves men you really need to be exercising you really need to be getting that stress and that tension out of your life because you are silent with your pain you are silent with your stress in ways that we as women are not women are programmed to talk to our girls we're programmed to cry we're programmed to create book clubs and this and that 
we are constantly connecting because we're wired that way and we're socialized that way and you are not. And I want to encourage you to change that. I want to encourage you to uh, be better at your communication. Talk with your kids while you have them home. Dads matter. Husbands matter. Men matter too. You matter. And we want you to be okay. So find a group of guys you can pray with. You can do the same things we do. Find a group of guys you're walking with, you're playing ball with. Get that muck and mire up out of you, that stress, so that when you're home, your wife and your kids get the best of you. You don't get somebody grunting at them or yelling at them or frustrated with them because you're really not frustrated with them. You're frustrated with you. And that's not who you want to be. So I just want to encourage our brothers, our men, to take care of yourselves too because self-care matters for you. Uh, maybe even more because your life expectancy isn't the same. You're more likely to have a heart attack or other diseases that are stress-related uh, because uh, that's the way you've been socialized to be workaholics. Put that down. Put the work down. It's summer. Put the work down. It's summer. I know. I know times are hard. I know things have changed. Trust me, they've changed in my household. Lost about sixty thousand, seventy thousand dollars worth of speaking revenue just between March and. In April and May, that's a lot of money and that's gone and it's never coming back. I got to be okay with it. You just got to move on. You, you can't let it eat you up. You do the best that you can. You make sure you're trying to be a good human being and you just trust God for the rest. And I'm speaking from firsthand. So um, I love you guys. Thank you. Remember to follow my columns at the Daily Beast. I write for other outlets as well um, on CNN, as much as they will allow me to be, and as much as my schedule will allow me to be, I am working on my next couple books. So I'm kind of on lockdown. So I don't think I'll be doing much television for a while, probably maybe not till the conventions. Uh, but I'm doing my best. So thank you for all you do. Uh, follow me on Instagram at I am Sophia Nelson on Facebook and on Twitter and everywhere else. And, uh, make sure that you're buying the books, the woman code, Eplorbus one, Black Woman Redefined with more coming. God bless you. God keep you. Take care of you. You are all you have. You are all you have. Have a good day now. Good morning. Today is Monday, June 29th, 2020. Welcome to the One America podcast. I hope you all had a good weekend. I hope that uh, wherever you live in the country or indeed around the globe, you had some good weather and that uh, you're starting to get back to a sense of normalcy. Here in the United States, here in Virginia, we actually go into phase three on Wednesday. Um, Our numbers look good. I uh, really commend our leadership throughout the Commonwealth. Uh, for keeping us safe, keeping us focused, not getting ahead of ourselves and ahead of the curve as other states have. My thoughts are with Texas, particularly the Houston area and um, other places around the country, Florida, uh, South Carolina, they're all having spikes. It was inevitable. It's summer. People head to the beaches, people going out to bars. It's summertime. Um, I just want to encourage you as a PSA of my own Wear your mask. Wear your mask. If you go to the Walmart, you go to the grocery store, you go into Home Depot and you're going to be picking up things, put on a pair of disposable gloves and throw them away after you're done. But wear your mask. It's nothing political or uh, weak or Republican or Democrat or independent 
or any of the above about not wearing your mask in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, The world has now surpassed something like 500,000 people who have been infected with the virus. Uh, Here in the United States, we've had over 126,000 deaths from the virus. We are the number one infected place on earth. Folks, numbers don't lie. Science is not about politics. It's really about the facts, right? And um, either we're containing the spread, we're flattening the curve, or we're not. So let's remember to put our mask on. It's not about you. It's about you protecting someone else. And you want them to protect you. I know I don't want anybody sneezing on me. I went to get my nails done um, over the weekend. And uh, they had the little plastic things up now in front of you. It's like you're at a bank teller, right, back in the old days. And um, I thought it was interesting that the lady who does my nails, who I love, uh, she has allergies. She started coughing and sneezing, but she had her mask on and there was this plastic shield in front of us. And of course I had my mask on, but I felt safe knowing that there was this plastic barrier and that she had a mask on to protect those germs from spewing out on me. And I had one on. And it's in moments like that, that you're going to be grateful. You put a mask on when you go to the store, when you go somewhere and the unexpected happens. And I'm seeing way too many people walk around out here without your mask on, particularly the young people. Young people can get sick and die from the COVID-19 virus. It's not just the greatest generation. It's not just our baby boomer parents or grandparents if you're a millennial. Let's take care of those we love. Let's take care of our neighbors, our friends, and even those we don't know because we all want to be well. And don't forget to, again, another PSA, start stocking up on the hand sanitizer, uh, the toilet paper, the paper towels, any other things that you fell short on when everything happened in March because you got caught unaware, stock up on those things because flu season starts October through March. And you can bet your bottom dollar that we're going to see an uptick and that we may experience some short-term shutdowns again or having to stay at home orders be in place. So be prepared. Uh, You can get cleaning supplies now. You can get things now that you couldn't get. Get them, keep them, Set up a little storage area in your home or your garage like we have and many of our neighbors and friends have and just take care of you and your family. Now, to the message today, Monday motivation. I love Mondays. A lot of people love Friday. I'm a Monday girl. I like Mondays because Mondays start a new week, a new chance, a new opportunity, a do-over. You get a clean slate. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, this weekend and I want to talk about this notion of Black lives matter, all lives matter, blue lives matter, white lives matter. And I want to address that today because I'm honestly annoyed by it. And I'm annoyed because I'm going to speak frankly to you. It's time for us to grow up in America. You don't see other people in other countries conducting themselves like this. This is a ridiculous uh, battle, fight, skirmish, dust up that we've been having now in this country for 400 years around race. And it is holding us back. It is limiting our greatness. It's limiting our potential. Uh, Don't tell me that you don't see me. Yes, you see color. Do not lie. I see color. I see gender. We're human and we need to see each other. I want you to see that I am a black woman. I want to see that you're a Latino man. Because that's part of our humanity. It's part of our culture. It's part of our heritage. It's part of our perspective that we bring. This notion that somehow uh, 
you're colorblind and you don't see color and you don't teach your kids to see color is just preposterous. Of course we see color. And I did a whole podcast on this and you should listen to it. My job on this podcast, this One America podcast, is to help us to have those courageous, difficult conversations that are about everything America, whether it's our sports, our music, whether we should take a knee or not, whether we should be able to burn a flag or not, whether we should have a Black Lives Matter in solidarity and have peaceful protests, or is there ever an appropriate time for riots? I take you back to the Boston Tea Party, which changed the trajectory of the colonies to become the great United States of America that we are. That's what this podcast is about. So if you're looking for some kumbaya, easy, nice talk, this isn't the place for you. I'm going to give it to you straight through my lens. Uh, You can leave me a voicemail. Um, That's one of the things you can do on this podcast. You can tweet me at I am Sophia Nelson on Instagram. DM me on I am Sophia Nelson. Facebook, I am Sophia Nelson. Everything's I am Sophia Nelson. Easy to find. You should be reading my columns every week in the Daily Beast. I'm now a senior columnist. Uh, I write as a columnist for USA Today. And I do some freelancing from time to time for the Washington Post and other outlets. I'm going to be doing more of that. I am on book sabbatical. Uh, Next book comes out May 2021. We're excited about that. And then there'll be another one right after that in 2022. And uh, very excited about that. So there's a lot of great things going on. I had some amazing news uh, last week. And uh, I cannot wait for you guys to find out about it. I shared a little bit on Facebook just that the contracts had been fully executed. And that just means that uh, I signed and... Uh, the other party signed, and it's been a long journey, but God is good, he's faithful, and I'm blessed, and um, I'm just getting started. I'm in my early 50s, and I am humbled and awed and excited about what's ahead of me. A lot of people at my age are plateauing, they're thinking about retirement 10 years from now, or they're just, they're empty nesters now, and they're trying to figure out what's my next act, and I just want to encourage you, if you're at midlife, your 40s to your 60s, um, you're just getting started. You could still fall in love. You could still have a new career. You could still have a fit, amazing, tight body. You could still be healthy. You could still uh, experience wonder and joy and peace and amazement. Uh, those things never die unless you want them to. Uh, but back to the conversation in hand, I'll talk more about Uh, This notion of aging and what we do on Wednesday Wisdom. But today on Monday Motivation, I really want to get into this debate because over the weekend, the president of the United States retweeted a video uh, with people in Florida protesting. And they were older people. It was, I believe, at a nursing home facility or retirement community, rather. And uh, white power was being shouted by one of the white men driving his golf cart. And the president of the United States thanked these amazing people and retweeted white power. Well, of course, all hell had broken loose by the time I woke up and saw it. um, And it was all over the Sunday morning talk shows. And there was a lot of pushback. And finally, the tweet got taken down while the president was golfing on Sunday. And uh, there was a lot of controversy about it, as there should have been. It was appalling. It was disgusting. And I just want us to talk about this openly because I don't want us to be in denial about what's happening. We have a president who is a racist. He is. I mean, you can keep trying to dress it up and pretend that he's not, that he didn't understand. That's just bogus. 
Uh, from the moment he walked down those stairs when he announced for president in 2015 and started talking about rapist Mexicans and started stereotyping people and talking about uh, reporters and talking about Gold Star uh, families and their loved ones who had served and died. Uh, we've allowed this inappropriate, racist, xenophobic, frankly disgusting behavior to continue. And I am alarmed by what I see, most of all as a Christian, as a person of faith, because I wouldn't have a friend like Donald Trump. I wouldn't wouldn't have a friend who talks like that. I wouldn't let them in my house. I wouldn't want to know them. I would be ashamed to be associated with them. And so I want to talk about this white power and the way I perceive that white people are feeling. And please tweet me, hit me back, give me feedback because I want to hear from you. Um, Black Lives Matter, let me put this in a nutshell for you. Black Lives Matter is an organization. I would encourage you to read the cover story of Rolling Stone magazine this month, uh, written by a good friend of mine. Um, and, uh, it was started by three black women. So any notion that it is some type of radical, um, you know, Black Panther, uh, kill white people kind of movement is utterly offensive and ridiculous. Sean King did not start Black Lives Matter. He says a lot of stuff that you shouldn't believe. Okay, let me just say that. People like to take credit for movements once they happen. But Black Lives Matter came out of Ferguson, Missouri. Um, And Michael Brown uh, was shot and killed by a police officer there. And you remember there were protests and That's where the whole Black Lives Matter came out of. And the whole notion of saying Black Lives Matter, folks, is not that white lives don't matter. Of course they do. It's not that Latino lives don't matter. Of course they do. It's not that Asian lives don't matter. Of course they do. It's not that police officers' lives don't matter. Of course they do. Every single human life is precious in God's sight, and it should be in all of our sight. The reason... For Black Lives Matter as a mantra is because black lives seemingly do not matter in a country that was founded on slavery, that for 250 years legalized slavery, 100 years of Jim Crow where black people were lynched, burned, raped, killed as they were during slavery. And not until the 1964-65 Civil Rights and Voting Rights Act did black people begin to Inherit those rights guaranteed in the Constitution to all of us. Pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. And the whole notion of Black Lives Matter is specifically targeted at law enforcement. And the notion that a black person like me, I've had it happen. Every member of my family's had it happen. Every black person I know has had it happen. Has been stopped by a police officer for some type of bogus reason. And asked, whose car is this? Well, who the hell's car do you think it is? Is what I want to say. But I know better than to say that because it could cost me my life. No person in America should lose their life at a traffic stop. No person in America who may have had too much to drink and pulled over their car to sleep it off should be awakened and harassed by law enforcement and then shot to death. Nobody should, for whatever reason, whatever background they have, you were a criminal in your past and you reformed and you found Jesus and you're walking down the street 
smoking a cigarette and you go into a convenience store as George Floyd did and you pass what appears to be a counterfeit bill that turned out not to be a counterfeit bill and the cops are called on you, you should not lose your life because of that. Dylan Roof killed nine black men and women in Charleston, South Carolina in 2015 who were peaceably assembled in their church, in their house of worship. This little punk walks in. He's white. They're all black. They welcomed him. They didn't tell him he wasn't welcome, even though they said he looked strange, even though they felt something might not be right. They were extending the love and grace of Jesus Christ, and he slaughtered them. And you know what? When law enforcement caught up with him, nobody ended up bloody, no broken bones, no busted face. Nobody ended up dead. He was taken peacefully given a flak jacket, and yes, taken to Burger King. White America, you better talk to me and explain to me how that happens again and again and again and again, where white people can talk to police like they're crazy, challenge them, tell them they're not complying. And if a black person so much as moves their hand the wrong way in the car getting their registration, they can end up dead. While walking, while jogging, while sleeping, while eating, while in your college dormitory. This is why Black Lives Matter came into existence. Be clear. Stop the lying. Stop the gaslighting. Stop it. Because it is not helping our country. It's breaking our country. Black lives matter the same as white lives. The same as all lives. That's the point of the movement. So if you're... Putting up, like, I saw a uh, post this weekend that was debunked way back in, I think, 2015, where they had pictures of the Vietnam Memorial and showing Black Lives Matter uh, had defaced it. That never happened. I live 30 minutes from the Vietnam Memorial in the city of Washington. You go there right now, you go there 10 years ago, nobody's defaced the Vietnam Memorial. These are lies, and they're being put out by the president's people, his supporters, by those who are calling for a race war. We're seeing this here in Virginia, post over the weekend by school teachers and people who uh, have businesses in the community talking about white power. So when the president retreats white power, we have a problem in our country. To my fellow citizens who are white, You have got to stand up against this. You must know that this is not right. You must know that uh, the lie that people are coming to kill you and your kids or the lie that somebody's coming to take what's yours is a lie. You have to think this through and you have to use some common sense here. Black people want the same rights you have. We want to be peaceful. We want peace. And protest is at the very foundation of who we are. 99% of the protests were peaceful until these paid demonstrators from not so much the left as the media has said, but really from the right. The FBI has made clear, and again, I've said this again and again on this podcast, don't believe me, fact check it. The FBI Director Christopher Wray has said again and again and again in testimony before Congress that the biggest threat, domestic terrorism that we have is not Antifa. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Not Black Lives Matter, not the Black Panthers, not some leftist group, but white supremacist groups are on the rise. White supremacy is on the rise. And that comes out of ignorance and fear. So I say to you again, if you're one of these people out here blaming Black Lives Matter for what's going on in this country, you're missing this moment. I don't 
want to hear from another so-called friend because you're not going to be my friend long if you begin to justify to me why George Floyd should have died the way he did on a street on a sidewalk with a knee in his neck because somehow he had done something in his past. Shame on you if you talk like that. Shame on you. God knows I don't want to be judged today in my 50s for something I did at 19. No, I've never broken the law or committed a crime. But that's not the point. I've done some pretty dumb stuff. And I've had too much to drink on occasion. And I've been out of control with my sorority sisters when I was young. And there are things in my life that have happened just like in yours that I would prefer people not know about. That's all of us. All of us are sinners. All of us fall short. But all of us are still children of God. And so when the vice president of the United States and the president of the United States cannot say black lives matter, shame on them. Because when you say black lives matter, you're not saying that all lives don't matter. You're acknowledging that black people aren't treated the same, that the numbers don't lie for the disproportionate number of black people that die at the hands of law enforcement in this country. And then don't give me the, oh, well, black people kill each other. Yup, they sure do. So do white people kill each other. White people die at the hands of white people more than they do at the hands of black people. Same with black on black crime. That's a fact that doesn't negate the fact that I have to be afraid when a police officer pulls me over for a traffic violation that I might not survive that encounter because he may feel threatened. He may feel like I did something wrong and he may feel that he has to shoot me in broad daylight or turn his camera off or like Breonna Taylor in Kentucky be sleeping in her home and they get the wrong house. They don't knock on the right door, knockless warrant. And that girl ends up with eight bullets in her body and EMT and her killers are still walking free right now, this morning, today. Is that the kind of America you want to live in? Because it's not the kind of America I want to live in. Black lives do matter. So let's clean it up. Let's stop playing games and let's just start with a little bit of truth. This Monday, my word to you is that. Every white citizen in this country should be appalled at the mouth and the conduct of the president of the United States. No president in my lifetime, in my parents' lifetime, or my grandmother's lifetime, who's 90, has ever talked like this and acted this way. They would never dare. They know better. It's beneath the dignity of the Constitution, of the presidency, of who we are. We have a president who wants to divide us, who wants a race war, who wants us to hate each other so that he can get reelected. It's a screed. It's, it's a deep, primordial, racist screed from a privileged white man who his whole life has never earned a damn thing. His daddy gave him his first few million dollars to play with. Everything he's gotten has been given to him. Not like the rest of us, black, white, yellow, red, who have to work for it. Listen, if this country is going to stand, it's going to have to stop. We have too many partisans right now and not enough patriots, and we need patriots. Patriots don't put party over country. Patriots don't put a crazy president over the safety of our country. Another disturbing report that came out over the weekend was a bounty being placed on the head of our troops by the Russians. And that the president of the United States may have known about it and been complicit. Folks, if that's true, if that's true, that's treason. If that is true, he has sold his country and his countrymen and his servicemen out 
to a filthy communist dictator named Vladimir Putin. Let me be clear. I come from a military family that dates back to the Civil War. Men in my family on both sides, maternal and paternal, have served in every war America has had since the Civil War. And we're tracing because we suspect we may have some that served even before that. The military, we're an Army family. We've had a few Air Force, a few Marines, but we're an Army family. My father, my brother, my grandfather, we're an Army family. And soon my youngest niece. And we love our military and we respect it. So any president that I know of who heard this report and Intel confirmed it would at this moment have already retaliated against Russia, either with severe sanctions or with some type of military action or something to send a message that you don't ever mess with our troops. But nothing has happened but excuses and tweets and foolishness. Folks, wake up. Republicans, pull your head out of your asses and pull it together because this isn't working. You are in the wrong place in this moment in history. You are doing the wrong thing. You have wrecked the party of Abraham Lincoln. I don't know that it recovers. You know, someone got mad at me the other day as I was supporting a Republican official here in Loudoun County, Roger Zern, in his moment of peril over some perceived racist Facebook post that he made. And if you know Roger, you know that's not his heart. Took him down. He's apologized. He held a press conference. He's apologizing again. But some Republican activist here, used to be the state party chair, decided he was going to shout me down and go, what are you going to go on CNN now and trash Republicans? Let me tell you something, Mr. Whitbeck. I don't need to trash Republicans. You're trashing yourselves every single day, and we all see it. Us never-Trumpers, those of us who know right from wrong, who will never have fellowship with this kind of filth and racism and misogyny and, and, and putting babies in cages, no, I'm not having fellowship with that. That's not the Republican Party I signed up for in 1988. So nobody's trashing you. You're trashing yourselves. You're failing in this moment. And history is going to be unkind as it remembers this moment, I promise you. Only Mitt Romney, and he can only hold his head up half the time because he waffles back and forth too. But Republican Party, you need to find your soul. You need to crawl out of that pit of slime that you're in with Trump. And you need to save the party and throw him overboard. Folks, black lives do matter. And when we say black lives matter, we're just saying we want to be treated like everybody else. That's all that means. That's all that means. And Colin Kaepernick had it right when he took a knee in peaceful protest, not protesting his country's anthem, not protesting his country, but protesting exactly what we saw at Rayshard Brooks, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and on and on and on and on. America, we have a problem and we need to fix it. Take a deep breath and say it with me. Black lives matter. You'll feel better. Say it. Mean it understand it share it with your kids and explain why you want them to understand what that means folks i pray you have a good week ahead it's july 4th weekend coming up Um, make sure to social distance no large crowds or gatherings keep that mask on stay safe let's get through this so that in 2021 maybe when this is all over we can go back to life not as normal because maybe we don't want to go back to that but better 
life better. I love you guys. God bless you. Keep you. God bless the United States of America.